This is Catching Waves, a podcast that started as a casual conversation between three brothers on a hike through Muir Woods that evolved into a continuous exploration of philosophy, brotherhood, and life. We welcome you to join us as we question, experiment, document, and grow, but claim no responsibility if you are injured or killed while following along at home. Listener discretion advised. Catching Waves, episode 148? 9? Are we on 50 now? I don't know. We've done a few of these, and our attention is waning. Which is exactly why the topic of this episode is attention to attention. What are we placing our attention on? This recently came to me that this is the most important currency that is in this world. It's not money, it's not time, it's attention. Whatever we focus our minds on, we create more of. And so if we are the kind of person that places a lot of focus on things that we do not like, we get more of that. And the converse is absolutely true as well. So. We are going to focus our minds on what we are paying attention to and hopefully redirect as needed. So without further ado, let's get this episode rolling. Yeah, so so on the note that we were just talking about, about listening to our episodes and the, the pieces that we enjoy the most are when, I think, when our awareness of we're recording goes away yeah when we're not thinking about that at all and it was funny because the there was a text like that you had sent nate and i and it went over my head at the time which is ridiculous because we had just had the conversation nate and i had had the conversation we were talking about richard dreyfus in that episode but and we were laughing our asses off, but it was like as soon as it was done, I wasn't thinking about it, and I had done too many things. And you had sent that that glorious picture of like Dreyfus, I don't know, in like in a pirate shirt and long hair, <laughs> like I had never seen him before. And I just sexiest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when? How did, was this possible? <laughs> when did he ever get spruced up like that? But like, I just saw it as like. Oh, Chris came across a funny picture of Richard Dreyfus. I didn't equate it to our conversation, and that's why you were bringing it up. And quite literally, um, and honestly, I I kind of forgot our like Nate and I like our conversation. I think I just had too many things that happened immediately after that that it almost like wiped it from my mind. And so only recently, like two days ago, I listened to that episode because you had just gotten it up and I went out for like a a long walk and I, I was just listening to it and laughing and having the best time. And I'm like, that is what, what this whole thing is about. And it was like, I think we felt it when we were on that hike that very first time. I mean, we've done it a million times having those kinds of conversations and stuff but it's it's nice like hearing um i can't remember specifically what episode it was but when you and nate were talking about like 
going into Blockbuster and seeing the cover to Rad or Mr. Video and seeing the cover to Rad and you guys are just like laughing and talking about this stuff and listening to that I'm like oh this is the goods man like this is it's that because it didn't feel like you guys like oh we're sitting down to record something it was just like you guys being you yeah and uh, I was like fortunate enough to listen to it so just yeah I mean I've listening to some of the episodes and uh especially listen to my own voice i'm sure it's the same with you guys same with anybody you're like ah god what was i doing <laughs> yeah well i was i was trying to do too much and and if that happens that's fine too but one of the things i've really found is just like everything is a wave and we don't like all the waves but you see this effort to come in and try to manipulate it and, and say no i don't want this i want it like this but the waves that we're talking about, the, I think the quality is just when you just find yourself on it. And mm-hmm. it's you're like waking up out of a dream and you're like, and just being okay with it writing and allowing it to be what it is. Yeah. And that's great. And you, you, just, you just stay out of the way and just enjoy and be entertained by it. And you, you, don't, have to, you don't have to do too much. And I feel like I'm plagiarizing myself uh i'm sure i've said it before but it just it feels fantastic and i you can't that's it i just uh it's great and i i love those moments i was editing that richard dreyfus episode and i was just laughing hysterically um that moment where nate was saying like i think you were trying to pull it back to the episode and nate says but wait all my notes are on Richard Dreyfus, and I just <laughs> just die and laughing. Yeah, same and here. I think I think there was another callback later in the episode too. I'm glad that he he had these moments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, kind of going in that vein, I just want us to to let this be natural and whatever. What are you What are you listening to? What are you watching right now? Is there anything that's like you were just talking about? before we started recording uh bo burnham yeah is there any other goods that you're hitting up right now well that led to uh taylor shared with me uh uh, bezos one this track from his bo burnham's new uh (laughs) album and i i'm sure it's gonna do it it. (laughs) i love i love just (laughs) fuck their wives drink their blood go get him jeff you know (laughs) and it's a minute it's a hundred percent behind his mission i it also brings up um i don't know where this started for me but when i like something i like to put it on repeat and obviously songs are probably more a little bit more um you can hear a song more often than just simply watching the same movie on repeat but that song is about a minute long and i think i got into a rhythm and it must have been because of that beat that i just put it on repeat one day while i was working and the whole day that was the soundtrack was bezos one and (laughs) it was a great day um and it's funny because i probably can't do that again i think i wiped it out i still appreciate the song um but then uh once again and i thought i was 
like okay that's his that's his one hit wonder that's that's his he's the new radicals that's his only thing and all of a sudden i'm going to sleep last night and diana who says like well let's just go to bed early that's a great thought and we get in bed and then it's just straight to instagram and i'm looking at her like do i even let her know like you said you wanted to go to sleep what the hell and then everything on instagram seems to be on repeat it just keeps replaying itself and i'm getting annoyed by it and then i hear this operatic voice who i thought was josh groban um and but then i hear him say you say the ocean's rising like i give a shit and it keeps repeating itself and i'm like what the hell is that and so i go in search of it now that i'm awake and then i find bo burnham so I go to Spotify and I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to follow his album or whatever. But I, I've been listening to that same way, and even in the song, he talks about. Um, obviously, he got his start years ago on YouTube or something, and I even saw some comments people saying that he was younger, and but then he he talks about in this song how it, it's almost like a spoken voice, like a, a Henry Rollins type deal. So it's not. It's not simply a, he's not a musical artist the way you would normally think of it, but I think that's becoming more common. It's just this new brand of creativity, this thing coming up out of nowhere. And I dig it. I don't know what it is, and I don't care. But he talks about, like, he started having severe panic attacks on stage doing his live comedy and how that wasn't good. And you hear this this laughter from the audience and i find out it's fake laughter he did this like in a room or something um but this is the song and then he said that he he stopped doing comedy for five years and that he just worked on himself mentally and got himself better and how suddenly in january of 2020 he felt he was better and he was ready to to get out of his room and and go forth and be a part of society again and then he's like and then the funniest thing happened, and then you hear the laughter again. Um, but there was just something about, I think he was being very honest about some of, you know, in a very quick clip, not expressing everything, but some of the difficulties with his life. And I, I think he was being honest. It was very relatable, and it was funny, but you could, it was weird to hear humor and a whole lot of pain. And I, I, I've kind of noticed recently how those th two things are very linked. They're related. Mm -hmm. And and it was just... I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And it also kind of... I'm looking at my own stuff. Like, it, it definitely helps just to express something in some manner. And... Uh, and I was inspired. I, I've also, uh, well, that's kind of uh, another person who's inspired me, uh, especially for this episode is, and we've we've said him quite a few times is Mr. Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. and um, just finished Green Lights. I loved it, and uh, probably loved it. Not even any one thing that he said. Just the fact that. I think he is a very introspective person. He observes everything outside of him and, and himself. 
and he inspired me to do something that I always say that I'm going to do is I got to get back to writing. And it's like this this journaling that I wouldn't even normally say as a regular journal. It's just I'm looking at my life instead of being asleep and just trying to, you know, quote unquote, get shit done. Um, I'm awake. I'm paying attention to everything. I'm not just simply moving boxes to get to the next step. What's the point in that? Um, I want to learn. I want to be appreciative of what's going on in front of me. And, and if I'm not really paying attention, it feels like I'm asleep. And I and once I started to do that, I feel like I'm, God, it feels like a drug in and of itself. I'm always on. And I'm, I, I think I had sent that text over to you at one point, kind of feeling a wave like that. I just said, thank you. Um, you, you did your part by pushing me in that direction. Uh, I, everybody's doing their part. So what are some of the things that like, as, as you're reading McConaughey, as you, you know, you get, um, this prompt for this episode and your what were some of the things that you instantly started noticing that was like right in front of you that maybe you were missing before uh, one was um just how delicate this this state is the state that i'm in whether it's good or bad it changes in a heartbeat and anything can change it and being aware and having some kind of uh, eye on there's certain bad habits that I think are a little bit more manageable Uh, I mean we've talked about it before with like caffeine and things like that I don't know why I was ever under the impression that it's like, well, you need one more can. You need one more can. You need one more can. And it took me so long to realize, oh, that might not have been... I mean, do you just keep putting more and more NOS in the system? And since then, uh, since saying I was off of it, uh, I do have a little bit, but I feel like I, I manage it better. I feel like I take in the amount that I need and I'm, I never reach for anything unless I think about it first and kind of do a, a real quick check of my internal state to see if I really need it. Do I need it? Do I want it? Is that the best thing? Um, I've noticed uh, my, my sleep has been god-awful probably for uh, most of my life. And I realize what things that I was doing that uh, impacted it. I, I'm waking up feeling like my, uh, that the quality of my sleep is better and I'm ready to start my day. That's been enormous. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've, I think, you know, you and I have uh, shared information as far as Things that people have relayed, like Andrew Huberman talking about, you know, getting light in the morning or getting breathing correctly, getting the right amount of sleep or the right type of sleep. And 
that's well and good if it's just something that you're hearing, but I love hearing this stuff and putting it to practice. Like it, it's it's just dead information unless it becomes like I'm the scientist learning for myself. I I wanna I wanna get into that experiment and figure out how it works for me. So it's not just something I'm just parroting from somebody else. I'm uh, I found out for myself how it works for me, and it, it's it's amazing. Uh, fasting as well. We've talked about that, and that's another thing that everyone keeps saying. Um, I feel like I have so many tools, and yet they're mine. They're not something given to me. I really have wrestled with them personally, and like I said before, it's like all of a sudden, oh, that's how carbs. That's uh, that's why eating a big old blueberry muffin from Costco at 7 a.m. in the morning is not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm aware of how it impacts me. And, it, well, it, for the most part, I've become aware of how it's it's not impacting me because I'm not, I'm, in fact, I'm better sleep. I'm not hungry. And then I'm not eating. And then I get this this focused state that carries me through to noon, to one, sometimes until the very end of my work uh, schedule and and yeah i'm hungry by then but then it's like okay well you've earned it and i'm also not starving to put crap in my body which uh that's another thing it feels like when i was getting bad sleep then i was waking up and i was hungry but i wasn't hungry for anything i was hungry for crap to like compensate for my crap sleep but then you put crap in your body and then you feel like shit or worse and then you need to put something else in your body to correct that like every little thing i was doing needed a further correction it's this kind of spiral into further and further bad habits so you it's really hard to get out of it whereas now it feels like it's a lot easier to maintain the balance and I'm more aware how delicate this moment is. And so like the first thing you gotta do is just stop, stop spinning. And it, it hurts for a little bit when you're, if you're not used to fasting or you're not used to going to sleep without a nightcap or something like that. But, and then it, but it, it you get over it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and how I long, just be- uh, l- let me ask, um, how long, with any one of these habits, did you find typically that like after you stopped that you started feeling the benefits of not doing it? Um, probably within about three days to two, two, three days, you know, yeah. and I think that's right around and that's just the start of it because a day after that and then a day after that it, the signal, the result was even greater, mm-hmm. but at least I started to feel it right away. So, uh, it it really wasn't that much of a torture for me to wait a couple days, because even even using, even having the nightcap every single night, or um, 
or having a ton of caffeine every single day or having the crap or, or fasting or whatever it it never really made me feel good it was just keeping me going yeah and so it's like it wasn't you're going to feel a little bit more pain it's probably just a there's a slight difference and you suffer through it but even that suffering is like the price you pay and and it's it's almost like it's the suffering of those it's probably too dramatic to say it but it's like it's the suffering that you feel when the poison is on its way out so you i i kind of tried to get myself into the mindset this is just how it feels when the poison is getting out of your body just just enjoy it know what's happening right now at least it's leaving and that made it a little bit more manageable and in two or three days every single morning i was better and every single morning it was easier to fast till till 9 a.m till 10 a.m you know baby steps are fine in a week you'll be you'll be up to noon anyway so um now it's not even a thought now i wake up and i don't there's there's no automatic conditioned habit to, to to reach for any of those things and um it's not that much of an effort. Have you have you done anything uh, in way of replacing that habit? Because that's something that like I've experimented with and found great success with. Is if I'm going to be removing something, um, often I've found that it's you miss it not necessarily for the effects of the thing. Although like something as strong as like caffeine, like coffee, that's, you feel that you, you'll get headaches and you hear about people, Oh, I can't take the, the headaches and the withdrawal and everything. And for me personally, I think I'm more wired like you that it's like, I, I actually, if I'm in the right mindset, like I enjoy that. Cause I, I'm like, Oh, like the weaker part of me is feeling this. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm stronger than that. So it's almost like encouraging as I feel that. I'm like, oh, you can't take that, you little bitch. And I start playing the mind game of like, well, that's not that's not for you to, to decide. But with caffeine, um, I, I have found that if I don't replace it with another ritual, then it becomes extremely hard, even, even if I'm like, okay, I know this is leaving my body, whatever, then it's, it's almost, it, it, it hits a breaking point. But like on this round, you know, funny you mentioning like becoming aware of caffeine. So did I, um, ironically. And I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I, I'm paying attention to my moments more recognizing that caffeine gives me you know this artificial energy which enables me to run longer but then you you have less control over your emotions you are getting less sleep the quality of the work that you do is less so it's like all this negative stuff and like one of the top reasons why I decided like okay i gotta i gotta get rid of coffee again to the best of my ability um 
was like my stomach just hurt. And so it's like one of the first things that I started getting back on like with this topic was meditation and I had been doing it and like fairly consistent, but not like wake up, got to do it. And so as we started on this topic, it was wake up, got to do it. Then I became very, very aware of how awful my stomach felt every morning. And I was like, okay, I'm having too much, you know, um, I'd have a nightcap at night and then I'd have coffee in the morning. And that was just getting to me. And it was like, my gut can't handle this. Like I'm not a young yeah. kid anymore. So I was it, like, that's finally kicking in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very much, very much cli- a factor. Those cliches as far as how many times I've actually heard someone say, you know, well, you'll understand when you're older. It, it sucks to, yeah. to realize, oh, like this is, I, I can say what I want to, like this is different because it's me, but like this must be that same thing. Yeah. Like things are changing and I have different tolerances. It's, it's going to be really weird if finally paying attention is going to make me better physically and mentally when I'm older than, and it, that seems ridiculous to me. Like if I just would have known, if I just would have been as patient and smart when I was younger, like I would think that when you're younger, you're going to be in better shape. You're going to be mentally better. You're going to be all these things. And that's not always true, at least, you know, when I look at people. But I get this feeling that I'm going, I'm on the route of getting better in all ways. Mm -hmm. Because I look at my past and I'm like, oh, you've, you've been, you know, a monster to yourself. You've been terrible at so many things. You've had so many demons. And I definitely have my moments now. But it's like there's this drive to get to just clean out the bullshit. Well, it's um, fun, too. Like, it's, I mean, in the same way of, like, homework during high school, it you're on somebody else's game plan. You're on somebody else's schedule. So that's, that's already... A strike against you is that you're operating out of a I have to instead of I want to so when you start paying attention to your moments it's your lesson plan this is your life and so when yeah. you're like highly aware and paying attention and focus to that's weird why does my stomach feel so shitty and you really are paying attention to every little thing you know, if you stop and do like a walking meditation or you actually sit down and just sit still for a little bit and you're doing kind of a checks and balances thing, you're like, why is this like this? Or if, you know, I mean, little things like as I journal, I realize I'm like, how long have I held a pencil or pen as tightly as I do? Am I worried that somebody's going to try to take it out of my hand? Like, I hold it really hard. So you have built-up calluses on your fingers? Yeah, like, always have, my entire life. And I also realize that, like, it's interesting because it's, like, it's come in handy for really weird things. But, like, we're on this topic, um, and I'm, like, Part of the process of like how I use colored pencils, a lot of people would like see 
my colored pencil work and they're like, God, how do you do that? Like even when I'm using those same pencils, I don't get that. And it, it's all pressure. And I would be literally grinding the pigment past the point in the tooth of the like paper. So like a lot of people, they would, you know, they'd lay down their color and then they would probably lay down another one, but sometimes there, it wouldn't get past what is called the tooth, the peaks and valleys of the paper. And so you'd still, you'd have variance in the color. Well, because of how tightly I held on and how tightly I would apply pressure to the, the paper. And this is like, after years of doing this, I would find like just before the point that it would break the paper. Yeah, and then you use Bristol, and Bristol like as soon as I found Bristol, it's a it's a thicker paper, it's bored, so you can really push on it. And I would still push it, like I I still had to test that because I would go right through that too. Mm-hmm. But I found the the happy medium, and you're taking the colored pigment and you're you're grinding it, so like you do one layer soft, and then as you do that second layer, which is going to be your, like if you're doing a gradation between those colors, Mm -hmm. that becomes your press layer and you're just grinding that up against it. So like I'm journaling and I'm realizing I'm like, oh, that came in handy there. Then I have- There's always a benefit. (laughs) There's always a benefit and it was weird because it's like my forearms have been relatively strong. Especially my right. No, I know this sounds funny. No, no, I, 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 I can relate. But it's like, but it's because I'm like, I've always like, my hand is always just like a vice grip. Yeah. On like stylus pens and everything. Like, it's always been like this since I was a little kid. It was just like this habit that was always there. And I've always had this callus. But it was really ironic because as I'm like, we're in this topic and I'm paying attention to all these little things. And it was just like, I'm journaling one morning and I'm journaling about the things that I'm paying attention to. And I can't help but pay attention to the fact that I'm holding this pen so fucking hard. But then my mind goes to, again, to wrestling and I'm like, Oh, this is funny. Yeah. Because something clicked where I realized I'm like, the reason why I was able, like I had one move that worked, everything else didn't because I just wasn't built for wrestling, but I was for one move. And it was so ironic because I became aware of this because my hand, my right hand was always like really hard on, you know, like gripping pencils and like drawing my forearm strength was really good and there's a move called a cradle and so what you do is you get your arms around a person and this is the locking mechanism so your hand your right hand grabs onto your left wrist and you have their entire body through like you have their leg right here and their head and you bring their knee and their head together so you lock them in a position where one leg is out and one leg is over 
Yeah. You can't like as strategically it's almost impossible to do anything from that move so you're able to pin them. I didn't know this but in one one meet and everything was on the line I found that and I was like, "Oh, cradle and I just learned it and locked this guy and pinned him." But it, the funny part of it is like I didn't know like I had done that move 3 times had success with it three times throughout wrestling. And obviously, you know, I never went back into wrestling because I hated it. But ironically, recently we were at like a um, kind of a little party in the backyard of our our next door neighbor. And he had a friend over, a really cool guy named Rocky. And we just got into conversation and I found out that he was a wrestler in high school and I think maybe a little bit in college and he started talking about moves or whatever and I had mentioned something and he goes you wrestled he like takes one step back and looks me up and down he goes cradle (laughs) started I was like how and he goes you're built for it he's like I can see it he's like and he just like sized me up in like a second and it blew me away and I was like that is so crazy. How did he know? And he's like, long, strong arms. He's like, and he's just like, he's looking at my body. He's like, yeah, we had we had a guy like you. He was, the, he was our cradle guy. And he's like, he used it every time. And I'm like, I used it three times. <laughs> I got crushed every other, I had no idea why I succeeded in that. And he's like, well, if you had known... He's like you. You might have had a second year. Yeah, you would have. You would have had. He's like you would have. Well, you you also took a a liking to like rock climbing. Yeah, that must have come in handy there too. Oh yeah. Well, that was the thing is that it's like as soon as as soon as I started climbing, I was like, this is way more me, and I love that. Like, there's no doubt about it. But it's like, and there was no regret. (laughs) Like, I, I I didn't like wrestling, but it is. It's just like just to get back to the point that it's like you really start paying attention to everything that's in front of you. And then everything starts making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just like to, uh, there's no limit to how much you can make sense to. And I, I, I can't, I started having moments like that. And especially with my, my writing, it's all of a sudden every moment is a chance to observe everything. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to take, um, probably within the last especially the last like you know year and a half with you know obvious things going on uh there i've had moments where out of like a out of a default mode um i've paid attention to things that really i didn't want to pay attention to it's just like okay well this is the important thing that's going on that everybody's talking about and yet i wanted to probably out of boredom but then i it i always i couldn't stick with it just because it's it wasn't genuinely me it wasn't honest but now i'm finding myself realizing i love to observe i love to like get into (laughs) what what i would normally tell somebody is it it, i'm not in one sense i can like Diana, my wife, loves to tell me, like, oh, I can't talk about that stuff. Like, she's more aware. She has been more aware. Like, oh, you, there's, like, the analysis of the meaningless. 
why do you go into that level of observation or analysis of that? Like, it's useless. And yet, now it's starting to make sense. I like that. But when you do that, you're like, oh my god, I I just needed something I was interested in. And there's so much to be interested in. Mm-hmm. I can't make myself do it, but then I find myself, why am I picking apart this little thing and the deeper I go into it, the more I find, and I love it. And it's it's so easily managed because there's so much to pay attention to, and I'm finding stuff like that. What, Even you what t- are some of those things that? Um, well, one of the things is, uh, and this is, uh, I don't know, it's a thing in and of itself, but it's also the process itself. I'm finding, you know, as I'm getting back into journaling and writing, it's almost like so often I've tried to just say that, well, writing is something you do. You you, 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 you set aside time, set aside some time later in your day, and then you write at that time. And I'm not <laughs> knocking that at all. But I found myself always saying, I plan to do this, and I would never do it, almost never. And I was so meticulous about, like, it has to be this way. Now I don't do that. Now I realized I just discovered... You're writing all the time. I'm writing all the time. <laughs> I, I need to... I, I, I'm sitting here working, but yeah. I, I'm working, but I need to have my pen and paper, my special notebook yep. that this is this kind of writing. Yep. Because... <laughs> and then because, like, I found myself this year constantly getting shit done with work and feeling like I hate my job and maybe I do but now now the job that I'm doing has nothing to do like I'm excited about the the stuff that comes out of the shadows that I'm not normally paying attention to and now I'm analyzing the crap that comes up when I'm trying to get stuff done at work and so I'm, I'm writing something down in my journal in between what I'm doing at work and I put it down and instantly start going, uh, you know, doing what I'm doing, pulling data and writing emails, whatever. Um, and then, damn it, you know, it's, it's something else to write. I'm never not on as far as what I'm thinking. I'm looking at the whole process. And it really becomes like I have this other, my awareness is, is expanded because of that. Because it's never just about what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm never just because what? It's boring. Yeah. I'm not a monkey moving boxes to get to the another uh, to get another banana. Right. And then what? You're doing another. You want another banana? It's like even I, I'm gonna go crazy if it's if if all of this is just to get to that place where I can come up with a new goal to get to find out how to get another banana. I don't want to live that kind of life. Yeah. I, there's no interest. There's, uh, I. And it's, am I just biding my time until I get to retire? And how close am I to possibly doing something extreme if, because that's it's just not a life I want to live. But now I'm interested. I'm not, but I'm interested at another level. It's not even like, well, I'm not, I'm interested in everything. And yet still it's, it's hard to explain, but it's a. Uh, there's all every single moment is a moment of creation, and I realize, uh, God, I'll never be bored. 
thank God. And I don't have to go on to the internet and, you know, the news or Google or whatever to, okay, feed me something, feed me something to, to yeah, you know, to, to, uh, to alleviate boredom, to, uh, to pass me, uh, to get me through this hour, this minute, whatever. Um, and then 99% of the time it pisses me off anyway. Now it's like, oh, I feel like in one way, I feel like I'm living my life again, as opposed to just feed me something. I, I've got to have a reason for living and I, I don't want to live like that. Now it's like I'm engaged. Okay. So and it, just hearing that, it sounds to me like the reason why you're engaged is you've found multiple fascinations and you know, you know what you don't know. And what, where to get the information to make you know that information, which will lead you to yet another breadcrumb that it, that you're highly curious about. What are like what? What's the next breadcrumb like on some of those little curiosities? Uh, well, and this is something I wrote about as well. Um, God, it, it, it's weird because the writing feels almost drug-like because it's just it, every little thing that comes up is another possibility of going down and figuring something out. Um, normally, in this other mode, which is, a, like I said, it's it's the monkey getting the bananas or the uh, or Chris checking off his to-do list. Now, and, and in that mode, Every single problem was was another moment of screaming fuck, having a bad feeling, and being pissed off that another problem came up. But this other thing taking over, it's like, wait a minute, problems are good. I want problems. <laughs> I I want to so, fail. And it's like, yeah, yeah you, you want to fail. Why did that happen? Yeah. Um, instead of being pissed off that some of my trees are dying outside, it's like, write that down. Because... I want to look that up and I'll figure that out. And then I'll be, it's not even like, it'll be fantastic when the trees are growing better or I have the right trees or, you know, whatever the deal is, it doesn't, it, and it doesn't matter. I, I don't have to control the whole thing. Now it's just like, I will enjoy that process and the, the process of learning. Cause I'm more excited about learning yeah, and figuring out what works and going on that ride than then I'm then trying to control problems from coming up. I cannot stop problems from coming up, and I don't think I want to. Um, but it's that'll that'll be interesting. That'll engage me, and there'll be so many little creations that might come out of that. And I might be who knows? I might be a botanist in a year because of that, and I can't control that. But uh, or I'll. I'll redo the entire backyard and but instead of just saying uh-uh bad now it's what may come out of that I don't know yeah it's it's infinite possibilities versus just trying desperately to hold this dam up against all the problems that might that may come up and I don't know that they're problems I don't know if they're bad um but uh I had a moment the other day of feeling like stepping back to kind of talk about 
you know, the monkey getting the bananas mode, getting shit done mode versus this other thing. It's almost like I feel like there's always an an inward gaze as opposed to just being outwardly focused. Yeah. And I have more of the scene in awareness. Um, it it kind of reminds me of what was that metaphor of the uh, was it the the person walking with the spoon, the oil on the spoon? Mm-hmm. It was like uh, being able to do two things, but now now I feel like I, I find myself engaged in something that I have like it, with work is a perfect example. You want if you want me to describe my work, um, and I'm not talking about this more full expanse of awareness uh, and that's probably a bad way of putting it but I could I would bore myself to tears explaining to you I'd say stats numbers it's not interesting let's not talk about that it's terrible I hate my job but this other thing has nothing to do with it and I'm I'm learning things that have nothing to do with my job by doing my job so doing my job has nothing to do with doing my job anymore. So it's not about any personal desire to be a data analyst because so many other things come out of that work. So it's not about that. And I no longer, I don't want to say I no longer care what happens, but you start to get more moments like that where it's like, no, 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 no. It's not just the visible thing that I'm doing. There's so much other things going on that I'm learning. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm finding bad habits that were coming up out of that. And now I want to proceed doing these things that I don't normally want to do or I try to avoid doing because of the possibility of how it'll end up sending me in different directions. And, and I seem to be more less fear-based, less less angry in that way as far as just trying to get to something that I think, oh no, it, it'll be good when I'm there and that'll be happiness. Now my life is the ride and that's delicate. I mean, I'm not, I, if I say that, I'm going to have other, uh, it's such an ingrained habit to do the monkey getting the banana mode that I, I don't want to cross it off the list. It'll happen again. I need there needs to be awareness you need to be awake um, but I love the fact that my journal is sitting right by me I the bad habits are replaced with good habits and you want to do those things um, I don't want to be trying to get through this day because oh that that nightcap will really relax me or when I get done with work then I'll be happy um, I'm, I'm constantly trying to get to some other place, which will be good. Now it, now I'm kind of, there's almost a, a weird kind of fear coming out of me because it's like, I, I feel different. The world feels different. And, and it feels like something else is driving when I do that. I, I even, even when I start to write, there's this feeling of, I can barely keep up with what's coming out, which feels awesome. So what have you noticed on your, on your front? Um, with this specific topic or just 
with what you're talking about in relation to like having a curiosity and following it <clears throat> excuse me uh let's go with that the just kind of the, those those noticings and kind of following down those uh that those, uh, those lines <clears throat> that has been that's been a very long process for me um and something that i've enjoyed i think at different times of my life but like became highly aware of what that process really is and it's something i think that's a big key that uh, a lot of people miss in life in general because they're being led by something else whether it be like money or you know maybe something that somebody else told them they should do or whatever and then you know then they did that and they're like well i'm making good money and i'm but i'm not happy for i've worked almost in strictly in reverse of that my entire life and now have only recently realized where i'm like okay i need to strike a a balance that it's great to be curious and engaged in things like that's that's the whole point like you should be you should have a lot of things that you're curious about and that you're constantly like i i want to go further on that and i'll never get to the end and that's the point is that you've chosen things that are full they fulfill you as you're doing it the result is fine you know it's like that's great and you and, and you know i think the best thing to do is to find paths you know or disciplines or you know curiosities that have a long path an endless path which might be all of them yeah which I mean, yeah exactly why would you put it into any of them yeah yeah that you are that you feel so strongly about that you're like I could never get enough and you know that and that brings you joy rather than feeling defeated by how long that path is you're like hey as long as i woke up this morning and i'll just i'll lay down what i did this very morning i woke up at 4:45 and i went downstairs i watched a youtube video on how to animate in blender 3d and do uh two 2d cell animation and i was learning how to do that in this program and i was hitting roadblocks left and right because this program doesn't operate i was looking before for a program that seemed way more intuitive of course i can't download it on my computer the one that i can get that's absolutely free it's a better program more complicated this is the one i I can get, of course. It demands more of me. It demands more that I learn, which I know is going to be, and already is, more rewarding because when I master this program, it's like, how many how many jobs can you, <laughs> can you possibly have because of the knowledge that you're going to have learning this? Yeah, It's endless. So I'm like, okay. I'm looking, I'm paying attention to everything that was thrown my way. I researched all the programs, tried to download absolutely all of them. 
none of them were compatible with the year of computer that I have. The only one that's compatible is the strongest one. It's been around forever. It's absolutely free. It's complicated as hell. And I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. I'm going to have fun. And what I would do in the past that like within the past three years has rapidly changed is my understanding of how I learn. And so, you know, I spent some time playing with it and I was just like, you know what? Before I'd be very intimidated. I'd try one tool and if it didn't work, I'd close out and I'd be done. And then I would just white flag it right there. Now I was just going through and clicking like a little kid. I was like, click, click, click. What does this do? What does this do? What does this do? I'm trying to break it. And I'm just trying to go through all the tool sets and like, like a kid, I'm just tapping. What does that do? What does that do? What does that do? Nothing seems to be doing anything. And then I found a preset where, you know, it's like it did something. And I was like, aha, okay. So then I look up a tutorial, get a little bit of understanding, go back in. I need more experience. So I'm like tapping, 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 tapping. And I'm like rapidly moving through this thing like a monkey hitting, you know, a keyboard trying to type the Bible. And I'm like, like just, I know this is like doing it like this would take forever. But what I'm really trying to get at is what are the things I don't understand? What are the things that I do understand? I understand very little, but then after I go through that process, then, you know, the next step is write down what is confusing you. Cause I understand animation and I've used programs before, but this doesn't operate like a normal or like any of the programs that I used before. So then it's just me trying to clarify what it is that doesn't make sense to me. As soon as I write that down, I can type that into a YouTube search and get a tutorial on any of this stuff. So yeah. that's, that's pretty much my process now. And I mean, kind of going back to tying it in with this topic and lately my curiosities, um, I've been, it ridiculously drawn to stop motion animation what I realized my entire life and then as I've been paying attention to things that have been told about me and how I learn and how I operate and how and all these things and like going through college and hearing you know um, friends they they called me hard way because I would like like my intuitive sense would be to work with something in a different way. And, and mind you, like this is in a group of people that we all operate. We're artists. We, we all operate weird. Like, and even amongst that group, they're like, you're operating <laughs> a little bit more weird than all of us. And I, you know, it's like my fascination with Wallace and Gromit when Elena came along, I'm like, what's this? And I'm watching it and I'm just drawn to it. So I end up watching it a million times. And so does she, she loves it. And I'm like, oh, there's something about like the actual physical, like clay and like they're moving with it. I've always been good at sculpting. And I'm just like, how long did I have to go in order to realize that that's probably the style of animation I should have been doing the entire time. And so the thing that kept me from that was everything that I'd heard from everyone about that. Oh, it's tedious. It's time, you know, 
uh, it's expensive on time. It's this and that and the other. But I'm also like, but I enjoy it more. I have a natural curiosity to that more. So, yeah. So now I'm currently like I did just like a real quick stop motion animation um, at work. And I wanted to see if I could use this. It's a phone app. And I was like, all right, I downloaded this thing. I've been curious about this form of animation. Let me just see. And I had seen an, like some other scanning company. They had done like a little like just quick stop motion thing. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to try to replicate that, but I have a different idea to use that same style. And so I had one of our scanner like drone boxes open up. The drone pops up, the propellers spin, and then it drops back down and the, the lid closes. That was the idea. And so then I did it and I realized how, how amazing, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but I'm sure everybody's experienced it where like you do something and you're like, somebody else could see it as like, well, who cares? But for you, you feel this like pull. This thing is pulling you in. You're like, oh, I want to do more of that. You can just feel it. There's a magnetism to it. As soon as I had done it, it was magic to me. I was like, I want more magic. And like, that's just curiosity in in and of itself. You know, you're like, oh, I need more of that. I can't get enough of that. And so it's like, that's where I'm at. Sometimes I find it, it's really. I, I will already click on the next link. I'll click on the next video or whatever it happens to be. Do the next task. Not realizing that in other situations I wouldn't have. Or somebody, you know, somebody, everybody wouldn't have done what I just done. I still didn't notice. Like there's so much hidden from your awareness. Like I'm, I'm already doing it more than other people would or more than I would have in, even in my past. But then all of a sudden at some point to be aware it's, Oh, I've been looking at this for I've been I've been moving in that this direction for the last half hour, the last couple of days, the last couple of weeks, whatever. And then there's a noticing. And I love the noticing moments because it's like I had that with um this is different but really not. Um I had clicked on a couple episodes of True Detective. Uh oh, I, I and I forget when this started and I had heard other things, but it's kind of like that okay you're getting external pings about this, and then you look a little bit, and then it fades away, and then I read, I'm um, listening to Green Lights, and it comes up again. So I look at a video. I, I don't even, I didn't have the, I'm not even sure if I had the, uh, the exact thought, I'm going to go look this up and, and have it call to me or something. I didn't have that thought. It, but then all of a sudden I realize I've watched several clips again. And then I find myself looking, uh, and then I notice it, kind of in this respect. It's like this might be another thing, and then I always, I always seem to have this thing that comes up. That's like, shit, can I take on one more thing at this point? <laughs> yeah. And even that, it's like, okay, that's a that's a normal thought that always comes up, and even that thought is is telling me, yep, yeah, you are, because you had that thought, the the fear that's like, and so that's. And I don't always catch that, but I notice that that is the correct thought that tells me, yes, you are going to, it's almost like you just, you have to move that away 
to keep going forward. And now I've just watched the first episode. And um, uh, like I said, it's not exactly as far as a learning, but it's like there's something about it, so I'll follow it. And having, I think in my past, I, 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 I feel like I've been, you might, it sounds like you might be similar in this respect. I feel like I'm the most stubborn person to have ever lived. Like, I, it, I, I don't notice anything about myself until it's, oh, shit. And then you could trace it all the way back. Me. Um, Me. <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> Also me. Um, I I don't know why I ever would have thought. I remember having, I remember thinking at a real young age, what do I want to be when I grow up? And then you hear, well, what are you interested in? You're eight years old. You have no experience. Like, so, but I always took it as, well, let's see. Let's check my immediate thoughts and feelings. I guess I want to go into the, I want to be a lawyer. How the hell would you know that? Yeah. Like just you I didn't I, I it was the most wonderful thing and it's something you have to keep finding. It, this isn't something that you can just decide this is what I want to be and end of story. Follow it to the ground. I can't do that. It's not in me. And I don't want it to be a a dead end story like that. Even if it is just doing this one thing. That sounds so boring to me. But I have found in my life that if you keep that door open or just fail at keeping the door closed, you can always find more stuff and you'll find, wow, am I interested in that? And as soon as you ask the question, it, you're, you, I, if you're in that mode and you notice it, you'll realize you'll follow it there. You'll follow this here. You'll, you'll learn this. You'll find yourself learning and, and noticing that I like that better finding a curiosity finding a question finding the drive to to go one step further is more important than having everything figured out because I don't have anything figured out but finding an interest and keeping those doors open um, or trying to keep those doors open is wonderful because I think my core the core issue is staying interested having a purpose having i mean without that like then what the hell and i have felt so many times in my life where i just didn't have anything and it's correcting bad habits so i kind of help that process to keep that door open so i'm more accident prone so i'm more prone to to finding my interests and they come up all the time i mean you might not be ready for bonsai right now, but at 60, you might. Yeah. And I don't want to try to control that. And I, I don't want to, um, I don't know what's going to happen. And I kind of taking my hand off that wheel and a little bit more, at least I might, I might find more moments of having things pull me and please do. Um, but it, it's, it almost seems to be the exact opposite game that I thought that, that life was. That life is about being an autonomous person and knowing what you want and choosing it and 
and getting to the end and saying, ah, just like I, you know, just this is what, how I wanted it. It's like, that's absurd to me now. And anyway, um, yeah. Well, you touched on an, uh, a really cool note that I, I've listened to, I'm on the third round of listening to, um, I'm going to probably butcher the title here. I'll just look it up. Is it Hardy? Yeah, it's the Benjamin Benjamin P. Hardy book. I think it's How to Consciously Design Your Your Ideal Life. That's what it is. Okay. Um, and he had mentioned that Tim Ferriss, you know, he's like, he goes, the author goes into detail about setting goals and having a long time, long-term vision. And then, um, you know, kind of setting markers up to that point. But then he also uh, did something cool where he brought up the fact that he's like, that works for me, but maybe some of you work like Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferriss doesn't do that at all. He, he has like a general idea for like long-term, but he doesn't know what his opportunities are going to be. And so he does things as experiments and he thinks of it in terms of three month to six month experiments and tests how effective they are. And based off of that information, then he moves forward and he's like, maybe that was a failed experiment. That's fine. And I, I thought there was something really healthy about that way of looking at it. Cause it's like, you can't, you can't predict the future and if you're like holding on so tightly that you're like it has to be this way which i've done and i think a lot of people have done it it's unhealthy because it's like you're you're trying to get to a moment instead of living all of your moments to the best of your ability and it just seemed like after i heard uh how tim ferris operates i'm like that's a much healthier way because he's like uh, I could see that from my perspective here that maybe in six months, if I put in that amount of energy, it goes really well. I can move forward on that. But if it doesn't, he's like, okay, I've only lost X amount of time and I, this is what I learned. I still gained all that knowledge of learning what not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's still valuable. But that's not getting to the end of your life and saying, mm-hmm. I learned... <laughs> that I wasted my fucking life. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and that could be one way or the other. You could uh, you can get the thing or not get the thing and it who who would say which is better? It doesn't matter cuz you you're either having one or zero moments. Uh, I'm versus a, a lifetime of moments uh, and awareness and like actually being there. So yeah, I think like having heard that information I think it's far more in line with like where I'm at in life in um, in realizing you know right now I I love the work that I do I love like the work that I do at work I love the crew that I, I work with I love the work that like the passion work that I do early morning before I go to work so it's like those those things are really important but then you know who knows maybe things shift on one end or the other and it's like that's fine so long as i'm aware of like okay that's you know that's moving in a different direction whatever 
then I can shift over here and then I'll be completely fine. But if it's like I, I'm banking 100% all on this working out and if it doesn't, I'm fu- like, I don't want to live like that. I don't think anybody does. No. Uh, it just recently, I mean, this, this shows you how inconsistent I've been. Um, just recently, I, when we went to your house, you were talking, I mean, I was definitely in a place, uh, I think the the uh, the preceding work day that I worked um, was terrible. It was a terrible week, terrible month. And I get over to your guys' house and we're, we're having good conversation. I enjoyed it and it felt like this is the way it should be. This is the energy that I need. And then you said something that I love and yet at the same time it was also just crushing to me because you seem to be in a great state like like you are now you were telling me about um, finding enthusiasm something I can't I'm like I just want to say just that sounds fantastic find enthusiasm and I'm but stepping back and consciously looking at my job and realizing I need to find enthusiasm in my job, or I need to be enthusiastic about my job. Like, I feel like I can't try to do that. Um, then that's a sign. And, and that's a sign. Um, but then all of a sudden, now I have, I, I found enthusiasm while I'm working. And yet it's like, but it really, if I tried to be enthusiastic about doing what I was doing just by simply, I love pulling data, you know, and just no, big old smile on my face. It. Like you, you can't fake it, and it's like, it's a, it's a weird thing. How do you, tr- you can't try to do this, in a, in a logical kind of a strictly logical way, and yet, there's been this creative explosion and something I could not have manufactured just by trying to think of. I don't know. It seems like. I don't I, I don't have all the answers for how this came about it and if anything it feels like you've gotta you gotta be you gotta be a little bit more um, diverse than that be willing to say I don't know this program and instead of being so pissed off like the last thought I would ever have trying to learn that program would probably be the first thing that uh, a kid, might have i'm going to go in this program and i'm going to draw a unicorn shitting rainbows you know and with with no thought of trying to learn the program just messing around yeah but maybe when everything else fails and then you do that when you're just like just at wit's end maybe you wait oh this button does that and that would be just that one little thing would be the the the, the small little doorway to the next step um and even that it's i think i'm just putting too many words on it but it's i you you kind of have to back up and even look at maybe things that have nothing to do with what you're doing uh, with my work it's definitely felt like the things that are interesting to me have nothing to do with the job itself and uh, listening to McConaughey there's been a lot of little pieces that kind of add up to something larger and and 
being aware of, like I said, what, what doesn't work. My sleep was getting in the way. You, I had so many factors working against me that it was impossible to see. So step one was not to sit down and write down exactly what I want or exactly what my plan was. It was to still the water as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And when I have so many bad habits or, uh, or you know, I, not even seeing that my sleep wasn't, that even when I was getting enough hours, it wasn't great. Um, it, it, it could be a slow process to start out with. Um, and sometimes you just kind of have to trust certain information and just give it a couple days and see what happens. You, you kind of have to be willing to just jump into make a mistake yep like but but take but there has to be some kind of forward motion as opposed to i feel like i've noticed myself being afraid to take a step because uh no 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 that that's not going to work that's not going to work every little thing is this is how it's going to be this is how it should be everything is intellectualized as opposed to like just do something. God damn, Chris, you're, you know, um, you you really can't make a mistake. You can't mess it up. It's already messed up, based on what you're telling me. It's you you don't like that there's no enthusiasm. So don't be afraid to try something different. Whatever it is, just make a step. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Follow that and. I think that's also another thing is that in a lot of environments I've been in, um, that wasn't okay to make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, really not okay. <laughs> like going, no like going into the tire shop, for instance, like that environment when I very first went in, I instantly knew around those guys mistakes were not cool you will get punished (laughs) verbally you'll get a write-up threatened to like you know your job it it was just a mean group of guys that like um it was a very it was the most manly environment i've ever been in and they, you could tell that those were the environments that those guys were used to. Like, if you're going to learn something, you better learn it fucking quick, buddy. And we don't like you until you're one of us. And, you know, being the new guy in that environment was frightening. Yeah. And it was funny because it's like as soon as I had, like, put in my dues and made it past that point, then it's like, okay, you're one of us, whatever. Welcome to the, you know, the crew. We're a bunch of idiots anyway. And... <laughs> Here's you know, your prize. Oh, I really still don't want this. Yeah, you exactly. accepted me, and I really don't like you, and exactly. don't like myself. Exactly. And then you see the new guys come in. It's the same thing. The bumbling with like, bumbling and fumbling with like the wheel weight calipers, and you know Andy's barking. At them. It's so unhealthy. It's such a. It was such an unhealthy environment. But like going through that gauntlet, you, you really you grew thick skin because you had to in order to survive in that environment but then you know it's like it may not be that was the most extreme example but like most jobs to one degree or another were like that and even you'd get like 
light pressure, even in like, you know, a job like Albertsons or whatever, there'd be like a checker or somebody that, you know, they'd, they'd let you know that you suck. And, you know, and, and it's like, well, you're young and you're dumb and whatever. And you'd get like these light kind of like, oh, I, okay. Thanks for saying that. That wasn't nice. But like, then you get into like a more mature workplace and, and then it's like, or you're working with the right people and it's like, it's okay to fail. And those are extraordinary environments to be in because everyone learns so quickly because once you find out that it's all right and then you're like, obviously you don't want to just continually make mistakes over and over again. But then when you're able to do that and realize you're not going to die, you're not going to lose your job. You're not going to like, you're able to quickly assess and move forward and grow and become more valuable. And that's how every work environment should be, but it's just not the case, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Well, and it, I, think back to a close experience it's probably it's definitely not the same experience um i was at lucky's and i was okay as a courtesy clerk okay as a checker although there was there was definitely a lot of moments that people were very honest about um which was good and bad um overall it serves as a lesson so it's got to be good um i try to go to the meat department and there was a an Andy type character over there. Of course, and, that's a- <laughs> and it has to be. And you pretty much get this attitude: there's going to be no hand holding, and uh, you don't get it the first time, you're fucked. And we don't want you. Like we'll we'll find out right away whether we want you or not. You have to be. We have to find that you're inclined for this. Otherwise, like we don't want to have give you any time to learn. And not everybody had that exact same uh, threshold for whether I was going to make it or not. But I decided real quick, oh, I I didn't want to have to hear one damn thing more from that guy, so I ran away. And that wasn't the best thing I could have done, uh, but everything serves a purpose. And you found something i mean you went in kind of got that same mentality and yet you made it anyway and then still decided not forever hell no yeah um but and then my experience i i I, you know at the time i felt like i i hated it i hated that i quit um and yet it still serves a purpose i i go to this to the state state government and i have more of an environment where it feels like um you, you can't make mistakes or you, you can, but it's like, oh, well, you can make plenty of mistakes and still keep your job and retire. And, you know, and but and I had moments where I was OK with that. And it, trust me, there's plenty of people that don't have to do a goddamn thing. You can still keep your job. And yet my my the totality of my experiences did awaken something in me of this inner Andy that just said, and I, sorry, Andy, um, you know what I mean? But it's, you have to awaken something inside of you where you are the one saying whether or not it's okay. When you get that drive under your own ass, and that still can be extreme because, and that I've definitely seen it this year of just that, 
that inner monologue of like nothing is ever going to be enough nothing is ever going to be all right and that i'm more self-critical it's it's a delicate balance where you need to have the drive to keep going and get better and chip away at the things that are holding yourself back but also you know keep yourself away from those moments where you're just like just driving yourself into the ground and just killing your morale it's just like the states it's just a very delicate thing and uh and you're kind of on your own particular road alone and uh and i just i want to be learning how to constantly get better and i don't think there there's not a, an end to that until the end yeah and there's and it's like with every like you had mentioned there with every experience how you're supposed to learn from it and you know i've had i've had moments where i i backed off or backed away you know when i like you know could have gone into a certain environment but i know what that environment is or whatever and i remember like even after i was in the in the tire shop it's like i kind of you know i I feel like i i earned my man card by going through the tire shop so then there were like other departments we had the meat department at costco and i could tell those guys were like hey your meat department material and i'm like i know what that environment is you know like even though i don't know the specific process i know like i'd have to go through this this and this and i don't feel like doing that again and not because it's intimidating just because i'm like it's a dead end and you know we've we've mentioned life plinko enough to where you're like oh i've hit that peg before you know i there's no point in in redoing that and that was like one of the greatest frustrations of my life is when i found myself twice back at costco when i said i would never go back and then i found myself there literally felt like i time warped yeah and was like on my break eating pizza in the food court and was like (laughs) (laughs) no yeah just Uh, that that could be a very low place oh Oh, god i've had i've had dreams of i've had weird dreams of being something really terrible happening and having to be a courtesy clerk again even at this point and that feeling of like i'm sure some people like they cannot take it they cannot take a loss after all this gain and all of a sudden it's like no end of story no no one wants that well okay and just to be clear like i i want to clarify the fact that it's like i have nothing against that company i really don't like i have no nothing against that job it was a great job great benefits i don't i've never had benefits before or since like they take care of their people that is a good job Mm -hmm. it was just the fact that i'm like i felt like and i i had done so much mental work and had so many signs in my life pointing me in the direction of like 
doing design, doing film work, doing, you know, storytelling and, and to be in an environment that was not that didn't matter what the environment was. I had several jobs that weren't that, and I never felt right. I never felt like I was like, I don't want to grow here, but I also don't want to be stagnant. It was just limbo all the way up until getting into the career that like I'm in now where I just feel like, Oh, every day is awesome. I had to earn that, but it's like, again, it's nothing against any of those jobs. I just wasn't, I wasn't built for the long haul on any of that. It's also, it's extremely personal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, getting a job at Costco in and of itself, you find is not a good or a bad thing because I was one person, damn proud of getting that job. That was a fucking hard yeah. job to get. It it depends on so many factors. And for one person, getting it at, you know, 45 um, could be, oh, shit, it happened again. Or, oh, shit, I deserve a management position or, or, or a countless other things. But it's going to be personal to them. And it's it's a very human thing to have an idea about what this is based on your own experiences and say yes this is what it is um sometimes that experience that perspective is going to be good sometimes it's okay sometimes it's uh no i'm going to slip my wrist on my break you know because no um and so it's it's a it's an amazing thing, but it's also the scariest thing in the world when you realize it's like how you're looking at this moment and all the factors in your life are just, it's a, it's a, it's a very unique personal thing. And it, it's scary that you can go to a very, very happy place. It just couldn't be happier. And then the other place is, this is the end. It can't get darker than this. And either one is kind of a lie in a way. It's a creation in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be and, the exact uh, same physical space and you're in just a completely different... Yeah. Yeah, and I that's kind of one of the things that opened me up to realizing that like, it may not be the way I see it. And it might maybe all I really need to do is just take a moment here and breathe. And I mean, you, you've talked about your own experience. Um, I've had some moments working for the state and feeling like a, people pointing out that, well, it's, it's secure. There's benefits. Oh, you have so many years and, and trying to, but if I had a, if I was having a bad time, it didn't matter what anybody else was saying. It didn't matter, and then I could, I could write out that well, you've got fifteen years in, you've got all these benefits. Oh, at this point in time, and it's like, but if that didn't feel like success at that moment, and that wasn't outlining the personal hell that I was going through at that moment, no, no, no fact was going to matter to me. And I, I remember playing with that idea. You, you know, you and Nate were still kind of chasing a job that coincided with your passion and here i was got 15 years in 18 years in with the state it's like secure awesome chris is established and all this other stuff and i was like 
does it even mean anything to me? Like, holy shit. Do, do, do they think I'm successful? Because if I don't think I'm successful, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's like, good God, I might have everything and it might not even be enough for me. Like, you really don't know what somebody else is going through just by going, oh, he's driving a, you know, he's driving that red, that, that Nissan, you know, 350Z uh, or whatever, um, and then realize, oh crap, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. And, or at least it's not what it, it is now, but be willing to, to see that and make a change. And it's a, I don't know. What are, okay. What are like, since doing this, Give me some examples of uh, of things that you started noticing right away. Ooh. I I started becoming aware of this is a weird one I almost sent you guys a text um, I, I don't even know if it answers your question really but it is something that came up it, and it definitely felt like something that was an intuitional kind of like a reception not something that I was thinking about but just like it was almost like a question um, and I, I loved it that it we, we've spent the last year I don't know how much you've uh, how many times you've ever heard someone talking or even having yourself mention it but thinking of 2020 like it was just terrible bad all the bickering back and forth between people and groups and and just focusing it on oh 2020 oh 2020 you know it's always the same kind of perspective on it and then all of a sudden it, Bo Burnham was a good example of it um, but other things as well, like, are we going through a creative explosion right now? Is 2020 being quarantined, was that the crucible that would create this explosion of creativity? Um, I would say it, it is. And I got excited. I'm like, oh, hooray for 2020. You know, I've, um, I remember hearing Dave Chappelle mention something and I, I forget exactly what it is right now uh, my apologies but he was saying um he noticed something good and he's like thank god for covid and it was still way too soon for someone to say that because but the audience laughed out of like some kind of pain like oh my god like uh, like did he really just say that and how many people are going to take that wrong but it was like there's something to that Wh whatever it is there, there can never, there, nothing will ever be good or bad. It will be both. 
and all shades of the rainbow. There's no way that something can only be bad for everybody. Um, and even if even if everybody felt that way, it's it's too soon to. I mean, somebody's get something's going to come out of it. Like this is obviously not the end, um, unless it is. Uh, but I started noticing this. We have to adapt. We have to adjust the way we do things. And now, out of this new way of doing things, this stuff comes up. I was like listening to Bo Burnham's uh, album and thinking, "What is this? Is this music? Is this comedy? Is this parody? Is this is this a farce?" What? What? <laughs> and then realizing, I love the fact that I don't know what this is, and I love the fact that I love it. And suddenly, instead of being bored with what's going on bored or angry or whatever or or bored with my interests and instead of having to go back and repeat the same things that i like i'm like there's a discovery i like this guy and then there's inspiration that's something new like but and then it's motivating um these things keep popping up from it even if it's just a new perspective for myself I liked it. Um, I, I, I seem to c- recall too, I think I was, you're the first person to have said it, uh, hearing the word creatives. Oh, he's a creative. She's a creative. There's all these creatives. And then I started seeing it. And then I, I started noticing kind of new creations that I never would have, I, I, I don't believe I've seen before. And that's kind of when I had the thought. And I hear I was writing, so I was kind of more in the noticing mode. And then it was, even the new thing in my life was just maybe my, I don't even want to say my, but just there was more intuition, more creativity in my own life. And that's something that I noticed and I appreciate it. Like maybe that's what I really want in life is just to be able to be, appreciate something. And it was getting to a point where I was appreciating less and less and feeling guilty about it, too. I don't want to be like that. That was something that I noticed. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, yeah, good, it's, that's a good space to be in. I, um, I, I recently, um, I know you're not like on Instagram, but I recently have just started kind of scouring for just really creative people and looking through like their feeds and just finding like becoming a fan of like oh wow they do that kind of stuff that's cool and I think like for a big portion of my life like being a creative person and having that be like you know when you're younger it's like this identity right like don't take that away from me. It's my golem, you know, but then you get, you get older and you realize they're like, well, there's tons of creative people in this world and I don't have the time to do everything. So you can just appreciate, you know, and it's such a nice, like realization that you can see some, something that somebody else does that you'll never be able to do on that level because they 
focus their life toward that direction and you can just appreciate you're like damn yeah that is that is magic and you and you don't really and like you don't have the need to maybe even do or even try what they try or did but you can just sit back from like that like that seat and just be in awe and you're like oh my god that is incredible so I've, I've, i've been doing that a lot more and it's so much fun that's cool yeah it i would do that too every now and then but it also i had this other bad habit of maybe i would always find something like that and then i would control would take over and i would try to manhandle it too much and kind of send me right back i think uh at one point I, I had this pull to get back onto social media, but then uh, my tendencies sent me right back out because I would get frustrated. I think that's one of the things, uh, but it, that's, I would never, at least at this point, rule it out. Um, but it's going to, if I do get back on, it's going to be for uh, probably a change in me. But I love finding something. You find a passion for, even if it's just in the interest of somebody else. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. And I would rather be appreciative of something like that. Um, I feel like in the past year and a half, I've spent a lot of time, like I had said earlier, just uh, clicking on the thing that was everyone's screaming about. Like, out of some feeling like, uh I want to get back in the the monkey ring to to fling shit, and it's like, how can I want to do that, but also I don't want to do that? Like, what am I doing? I started fasting, uh, when it came to that, like even just checking the news. Uh, why I feel like I'm, it's like that the devil's work is in idle hands. Like I don't know anything better to do, so I'm just going to go back in the monkey ring, and, but I also don't want to just. I don't want to just fast from something like that and um, and have to continually try not to, to digest that information. I wanted something else to, to pique my interest, so I didn't have to. It wasn't I was just, you know, trying to make it another day. I, I Anyway, uh, but when you find something that pulls you, it's like you're relieved from that. You have this new passion, and I, I love that when something grabs me. I think everybody does. Well, I think I'm going to have to cut it right here. Because the okay. kids are going to be awake pretty soon, and I should be helping out. But thanks, dude. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. All right. <laughs>